ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome. Gremlins and Mogwai. Gremlins and Mogwai. And, and John McClain. <laughs> and John McClain. This is, this, we're going to really, really get the holiday, you know, essence. Santas and Krampuses. Yes. I've, oh, I've you know we Justin forgot. Die Hard. Remember, I was trying to figure out anything new that came up. Um, it's been at. Is Elf like in the holiday canon? Oh yeah, oh, yeah without question. What well, no, It's, it's no yeah. yeah, Elf. Just, yeah, yeah, I'm not a big fan of him that much, so that's why I don't. I don't mean it. But I was looking through, and I was like, Elf came out last twenty years. I said that's. I would do Elf way more than um, what's the Tim Allen uh vehicle? Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Oh, the Santa nah, Claus. Oh yeah, without question. Because that well, one. Yeah, nobody's watching Santa. But that's a riff off Evan Almighty. You know what I'm saying? Like turning into something. Well, it, was, it was ten years before. It was it was way before Evan Almighty. Bruce Almighty and all that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Santa. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Santa. Yeah, Santa Claus came out first. Yeah. Because that's when, when Tim, Tim Allen was, was still cracking. Top. Yeah, he was still yeah. cracking before. Yeah. Um, True, yeah. Before Galaxy yeah. question on that shit. Yeah. Oh, hold on a second. Oh, y'all go ahead. Yeah. Word. Yeah. Word. Yeah. We'll have to. We'll have to have it in our definitive Christmas break. I'm, so it's everybody listening. So yeah, I'm so, on the road. Who's this? Hello, crazy. It's a stellar intro so far. <laughs> This is like our first pod ever. Yeah. <laughs> so today we're like, hey. in episode three. We're in episode three of a backpack Christmas. And we are going to discuss another two records. Mm. And the two records we're going to discuss are. I blanked on the records. It's terrible. Um, hard to obtain. <laughs> hard I know, but is it self-titled? Is their record self-titled? No, it's called I- Ism, no. Ism and, and uh, Blues. Um, yes, Ism, Ism and Blues. So, okay. So the two albums we're going to discuss are <laughs> Ism and Blues yes, by right. Hard to, to Obtain. Obtain. Number two. And then the second record Thriller. we will be discussing is the unreleased, Thriller. and I believe self-titled album, by yes. world renowned world so world renowned dropped a couple of singles and one of the greatest hip-hop groups to never ever ever, ever. so gentlemen who do you want to look at first i mean the, the world renowned is like you know that's almost legendary to me so we could do that second. all right why, why, why don't we do hard to obtain first because okay. castro will be we'll we'll, we'll, we'll uh, bottle up his excitement till the second half how about that okay so perfect so so yeah so hard to obtain hard to obtain was a record that dropped in 1994 or 95 i believe all my friends from long island loved this record because they were long island kids they had a an underground hit called uh li groove um Mm -hmm. and you know it kind of got a little popping out here but it never really took off um, right, so for the uninitiated, we... people gotta understand the barrel hierarchy a lot. Like they they need to get that part. So like Long Island sure. made you know famous De La Soul and who else is in LA? Uh, Prince Paul, Doom, Prince Paul, Rock, Rakim, Public Enemy. 
So you hear okay, a lot about yeah. that, but there's a lot of hindsight that goes to that. Long Island yeah. is the fifth brother, the sixth sister, the last child, the baby's still in the house and everybody's at college. And <laughs> so if you were mobile in the boroughs, you would hit one of the four, you would go to a couple at a time, but you really wouldn't go out to Long Island unless you had that type of time or you knew somebody out there that you're going to spend a day with. I just want people to realize that. Like, L.I. is the fifth borough. It's included. It's a, it's hip-hop lore. But nobody went out there. Like, <laughs> stop playing. Like, what the fuck are we talking about? Like, I didn't even know anybody from Long Island. Like, I did I did not. I didn't meet anybody from Long Island until I was, like, a teenager. You know what I'm saying? It was what you would consider a day trip back in the day. Yes. Yes. It was yeah. like, if well, anybody you're, you're knows. You're gone for the whole day. Coney Island's the last stop on a couple of trains in Brooklyn. It's like going to Coney Island. You go to the beach, yeah. you go to the rides, and Rock you come away at night. Rockaway, yes. So that's all. That's all I'm saying. But yes, there's hip-hop yeah. lore there and stuff like that, but they definitely were furthest on the totem pole. They were not um, Indeed. You know, money-making queens, and Brooklyn keeps on taking it, and Bronx creating it, and then Manhattan. Yeah. Fuck Manhattan. Manhattan was like weird, because people try to pump up Manhattan, but Manhattan was like weird. It was weird in the middle, yo. But that's anything, you know, not. Yeah. So, so so, the way people call Yonkers the Bronx's hat, I would say Long Island is Queens' shoes. Good point. <laughs> and that's location. <laughs> and then Yonkers Queen is another man. place. They got famous because yeah. of hip hop. But nobody would go to yeah, Yonkers. Man. I'm not going all the way out there, man. Come on, yo. You got to meet me halfway. Yeah, shit. Meet, me, meet me at uh, 69th Street or something like that. Come on, yo. All right. So, yeah. you know, real quick, real, real, real quick, a fucking blue Ford Escort in front of me in traffic is just wildly littering out the window. Every throwing 10 seconds, what? throwing shit. Fucking lighters, uh, dirty napkins, food. Like, what? what are you, a fucking low-rent piece of shit? You're going to just litter everywhere? Come on, man. All right, sorry. Yeah, that sounds like a low-rent piece of shit move. Clearly. I mean, so, he's, he's not being discriminatory. Ahead, it's not like just food items. He seems like he's... yeah. Chucking half his car out. Yes, like cleaning out so the car at a red light. <laughs> so hard to obtain uh, consists of three people. You have Warren Taste Mason, Lorenzo D.L. Smith, and Kevin yep. DJ67 Calhoun. DJ67. Yep. DJ67. So, I, I, is that his height or his football number? Um, Ooh, good call. I mean, the. The artwork, you can't Ooh, really tell if somebody's super taller than other people, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if you came out in 94 and you were born in 67, you're only 27 years old. It's not that old. Right. And and there's yeah. height in hip-hop. A lot of people, there's a myth that everybody thinks, you know yeah. what I'm saying, everybody's a five-foot assassin or whatever like that. But no, there's like a lot yeah. of tall rappers. Yeah, no Charlie me. Tuna, Snoop Dogg. Aesop Rock. Ghostface. Yeah. Uh, RZA. Um, yeah. Fines Double. Is a large human being. I just want everybody really? to know. Really? Yo, really? Yo, Fines Double is a large, and he'll be quiet and he'll be like hovering over you. And you'll look up. He's <laughs> one of those people you look up to. I'm like, are you? And I had to ask him a couple of times. I've met him, you know, seen him a couple of times now. But when I first met him, I, we all said, like, we did not know you were this. You were large. You got like, he's tall. And he's like, he's not husky, but he's, t you know, he got weight to him, like a tall person, like a tall yeah, person with some mass. told me. Yeah, he's, and I'm like, oh my God, you're a big burly, human being. He's a burly man. Yeah, he's no, burly. he's not, he's not stocky. He's not super stocky. He's just got mass to him with height. 
You know what I'm saying? So he's just yeah. tall and 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 a little wide, but not like um offensive lineman or anything like that. But yeah, Franz Dobbs okay. is very that's very interesting. Okay, so I don't even know what I was gonna say. So yeah, so these guys were were the record was produced by Stimulated Dummies, which was um Dante Ross's collective of producers, yeah. and um you know the actual people who did the work as opposed to Dante. Um, and yeah, you know, so, so how familiar were you guys with this group when it came out? Totally unfamiliar. I don't remember this at all until you told me. I remember yeah. the L.I. Groove song. Um, what is yeah. it? With the L.I. Groove. What's the next refrain in the hook? They say, I'll uh, sign the groove with the L.I. Play, groove. play that shit. Play, play that shit. Play that shit. Yeah, but they say something uh, right after right. that. And that, I don't remember that part. Yeah. Is it playing with the groove? Okay. Yeah. Like the groove? Because they're, they're, they're both, it's like both keep, keep two it on the grooves on the record, and they both have two beats on them, which is cool. Yeah, no, not the reprise. The first one, because it has a hook. And this, I'm going to make a point about them. Um, Yeah, the first one. And the hook, and if you want, you can slide to the hook. Because yeah, this is another, like they'll say the LI groove part. And I have a very specific point to be made about. You said this is 94, 95, right, Les? Yeah, yeah, 94, 95. Right. Yeah, so I got a point to make. Yes, yeah, that's like the intro, and then there's a beat. This is a very complicated call response. It is a lot, of, a lot of parts, yo. Bounce it up and shit. Okay, man. The the bounce it up section. <laughs> you bounce it up, bounce it down, and round and round. God damn, it's too long to drop. Yeah, so get to the hook. Get to the hook because I want to make my point. Oh, yeah, it's a whole thing. So they did that too. They used to do other beats and switches. Yep. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but I, wait until you get to the hook because that's the, the very specific second part of the hook main line. L.I. Groove bust the move. Groove. Here we go. That shit is so good. And we at it again. And we at it again. And we at it again. That part, yeah. Bust the move with the L.I. Groove. Bust the move with the L.I. Groove. And we at it again. And we at it again. And we at it again. Put down your paper, y'all are flexed with the gate, but that's a to make your head bounce from the flavor that we brought for from the 12 block so check it the type of thing where you make the room you get wet shit with the technology brought by the duo plus one mix of trio that's the six amigo with the flavor that's getting more old than horse shit the niggas from the break you always carry full packs of prophylactic so we can stick a chick on the mac list and be out uh check bust your tech if you like to get deeper than deep like Barry White did with this thing Check. Bust the move with the L.I. group. Bust the move with the L.I. group. 
So the point I want to make about this group, 94, 95, all of our luminaries are dropping. These samples and some of these um, vocal arrangements are like the first time these things are being done. So when we do this backpack Christmas and go back and listen, we'll be like, oh, there's Jurassic 5 in this. And there's very much a lot of Grand Pooba in this and stuff like that. But these are also the first time these, and they only had one album that we were able to find. Right. So these are like the first um, if you will, like John Henry spikes into the mountain the first time that you heard yes. somebody rapping this way or using keys this way. It wasn't a lot of copy and paste back no. then. Everything was like really pretty original. Even if you had a style that was similar to somebody, your beats weren't like right. their beats. And their beats no. weren't like your beats and and, and and things of that nature. So I think that's what stood out when I revisited this. That I'm like, oh, okay, this is where, oh, this is the first time I kind of, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, this is where yeah. somebody might have, you know. But yeah, go ahead, Lars. Thank you. Uh, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll jump in real quick. We'll see. Go ahead. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, I, so I always thought they were a West Coast group when I would see their name. I don't know why. Because of the number two, a, and you thinking of Compton's yeah, most just, wanted, and like, yeah, and, and, all, um, like, and I'm like, they're, oh, they're West Coast. So the album like, cover, they're on a beach as well. Yeah. yeah, and the album cover looks like some R&B, like smooth jazz, quiet storm shit. But no, like it actually very, looks like it some match. The, the well, like Souls of Mischief, bit in the cold. Yeah, yeah, like it, but it looks yeah. like right. It looks like like coastal, like a coastal sand place. You know what I mean? To make some shit. So yeah. I never checked them, and I read the thing where they got no reviews or write ups in the source, and no Yo MTV Raps coverage. I'm like, well, how the fuck else would I have heard them in Philly? Was it was it specific, or they just said that in the, what you read? They just included that or was like a right. specific reason why yeah they, 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 they okay. just got no they got no coverage and they got dropped because nothing charted even though they had like three i feel like they got the some rap city play and they got some they were definitely getting like video music box the box rap city they definitely got some play yeah not not mtv fair play their shit which is crazy um so i just never heard i've never listened to them until this week i've Again, I thought they were a West Coast group I, for whatever reason. And when I listened to it, I was like, man, this is this is the type of shit I wish I would have caught early. Because I would have probably had this on cassette and then had it on vinyl at some point. And I saw that they pressed it up. They did like 300 copies, like gatefold. They did tapes. They did it with uh, some label in Europe. Uh, but I was like, yo, if I saw yeah. this somewhere, I would definitely, I would definitely buy this shit. Because it just... It's, Hell yeah. it's very much of that time, but it's not like, oh, this is them being fake Naughty by Nature. This is them being fake Mob Deep. This is them being fake Nas. Like, the one dude sounds like Paz the News a bit to me, um, but they're more grounded street level than De La by far. They're more like a like a neighborhood guys, not like, you know, these high untouchable artists that are bending flows and language. So for me, it was I didn't know what the hell to expect. I didn't know shit. And I fucking love this record, man. This 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 is really fucking cool. And them being Long Island but not sounding like all those groups we listed, they don't really they're not copies of shit, which I was happy to happy to experience. So that that's my two cents on from my initial experience this week. Not you, Alaska. Word. So yeah, I mean for me, um, I remember when it came out, I didn't, I know I bought the record, but I never really listened to it. Like I used to buy everything that came out. So 
I, but I never really listened to it that much. Cryptic was really into it because Long Island. Um, right. But, you know, I, I, I thought they were dope, um, but it wasn't something like that was in my wheelhouse. It's just something I always remember because it was around at the time. Right. Right. So, like, if I see it, I remember it. If we're thinking back on, like, sort of un- groups that didn't get their due or that sort of faded, it'll come into my mind. Right. But it wasn't something that was, like, in my heavy rotation at the, you know, at the time or even until, like, this week, really. So wait, so, so how, but how did you catch how did you catch wind of them back then? Back then, like I said, I, I probably saw it on like Rap City or maybe heard it on a mixtape or Bobito. Okay. Gotcha. Um, you know, like some some underground shit. I know Cryptic Cryptic had it on his wall when we used to go to the oh, studio. Wow. He had it like one of his framed records. Um yeah, he's a Long Island kid. So, oh, you know, Long Island kids getting put on, they're gonna get into it. So cool. so Castro cool. as a backpack yes. rapper. Yes. You identify with their style and their choices. So check this out. This is this gives me a lot of um channel live vibes in the sense that this is mm. still a time of anti-drug rap, but we smoke a lot. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like there's a there's one song. The there, yeah. There's an anti-drug like, yeah. like we people forget because of how rap is now. Like rap was very, very anti-drug. Very. Like, very anti-drug, yeah. anti-drug dealer, any hard drugs because people were dealing with the reality of that stuff really <laughs> affecting their families and not the caricatures that have come later on and the um, right. out of sight, out of mind, arms distance that people have done to um, drug addiction these days. But back yeah. then, that shit was like, yo, chill. Like Even like one of the best ones is actually Pasta Noose talking about his brother, and that was like in real time. My, my brother's a bass head or whatever like that. So yeah. right. there were real PSA song. elements in a lot of yes. uh, a lot of rap yeah. at the time. Like but that parallel, sex was a big a big yes, topic. Big time. Because people yeah. was, you know, doing nasty or whatever with the prophylactic songs yeah. and stuff. And yep. but there was also the element of we smoke. This is a very big smoker record. Mm-hmm. And I just want everybody to yeah. know it's because weed is not a narcotic. Okay, so there's a difference even back in the early 90s mid 90s there was a difference between smoking weed and doing hard drugs becoming a base head whatever may have you the terms back then. so yeah so 100%. i relate to that when i when i dive back in there's the um again these are the first time so these are the blueprints of how you do a record later they got ghetto diamond which becomes later on yeah like, you need the chick joint Woo! You know what I'm saying? Like oh, yeah. that yeah. that's yeah, later on in the nineties and the two thousands. Oh, we got a chick joint. But this is them really talking about, oh, you know, that's the girl I like that I really like. And there was a lot of girl songs on records, but it wasn't a yes. cliche thing yep. as the, the chick joint. Right. It was like right. there's a lot. There's a, there's actually a whole lot. It was a very pervasive um element talking about girls or relationships and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, so I I dug it. Um, they usually had, the songs were usually named after a girl too. Yes, It'd be like yes. Renee. The girls, like, yes, <laughs> yeah, no. and it would be Shantae, Khadija, Shantae. You know, just 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 going just going down the line. And so I, I I dug that this album was called Ism and Blues, Rhythm and Blues, which is what R and B was called before it was R and B. And um, right. you know, so Ism and Blues is kind of dope. So yes, yeah, salute to yeah. Word. What about you, Z? Um, uh yeah, I 
what I really love about this album is the sequencing. Like, the only real blemish is the Joker's world as the opener. Like, some weird... Yeah, that's not a great opener. The album. No, but everything after that is fucking great. Like, they really do the hyped up, you know, five dudes doing the ad lib and breaking down, like, into 70s songs or, um, like, TV commercials because everybody in the 90s would do that. That's Jurassic Right, they would do that. So when they would have those records, the next song would be, like, a slow interlude cool joint like they really didn't wear out the welcome of the rowdiness like there's rowdy song but it wasn't like it didn't like numb you because they really did a great job of putting this record together like i really enjoyed that and i loved how um the Uh, way the mcs like what's up alaska is this one is this deluxe version much different than the original or is it just it just has a couple extra songs on the just, end okay i just yeah. sorry see, i just yeah. wanted to make sure yeah like, there's like joker's world remix there's yeah like there's a, a reprise and stuff song. i just wanted to see if yeah it was like, yeah um yeah and then so i was really into the way like the mc like i like groups obviously where there's like the clear-cut the main guy right where you're like looking for his verse every song but then i like other groups too where it's like yeah. everyone's good like 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 cello dwellers or even yeah. like when we talk about organized confusion, like, yeah, Pharaoh's amazing, but Prince Paul is no Prince Paul is that motherfucking a, guy. You crazy? Right. Especially yeah. on the first so, like, few records, yeah. So, like, when I listen to these dudes, again, like, I, I forget the MC names. Um, what are their names again? The, 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 the DJ was 6-7. Taste and DL. Taste and DL okay. and DJ 6-7. Yes. And, yeah. and you know what it is, too? Like, they don't, they don't have, like, a solo song each where they go all in on why the would they separate yeah right 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 yeah. so like these guys move like a real unit and then when they have the yeah. um the posse cut song with raquel and artifacts yo that shit's crazy she, that she got a crazy shit is, play that shit that, yeah that let's put that on because that that l, that l verse that l the sensei Ooh. verse that cra- that's crazy no. that is crazy I, I, I step in that ass with Timberland. I was like, yo. It's so good. Everybody's like hyped up and shit. <laughs> yeah, you turn it up, Lass. Say when you come around my way, and if you're scared, say you're scared. 
scared to be afraid. Quiet is kept strong out. I pick them and I stick them. A bitch ass nigga, do we please to death? And let the fam donate what's left of the body. I got the play from George and Cotton. Who rests in the five way with fly man happening? A nigga's definitely be strapping. I was shocked. I just, every song kept playing, and I was like, wow, I like this. Wow, I like this. I like, I'm like, damn, I'm like seven, eight joints in. I'm, I haven't skipped anything, which is always, you know. Yeah, it's a good uh, record. fucking exception to the rule. When, yeah, especially when you go back to shit from very, very era-specific. And, and I, I wanted to say something, too, about, like, including this in Backpack Christmas. You know, these dudes were on a major label, but they, yeah, that's, there's nothing really major label about them except, Having the sound that was that was the, you know, oh, yeah, the, the, the sound of the time, but they weren't yeah like they didn't have like the R and B single they didn't no. they didn't really follow any playbook so it really is underground no. in essence you know even though it wasn't but it was definitely yet. of its of yeah. its time meaning like labels were giving art acts like this a chance yeah it sounded like this yeah back you, then in you the could world. have underground acts like they they fall into the the artifacts. Souls of Mischief, yep. Curious, like yep. that school of, of of major label artists, where it's like it's going to be a regional hit. It's, you might get lucky and get like something that goes by coastal, right. but you know it's, it's not like superstar major, major label shit. It's like, yeah, but they would have a division yeah. for these people, and and I yeah. think the, the tragedy is when those divisions started becoming you know de- depopulized, and they started firing people and taking yeah. those things out, and then then it's a bigger head over like those little acts well, and you get lost in the sauce yeah once they became conglomerates as opposed to labels yeah very good point yeah. yeah yeah so um as for me i would say it definitely it didn't fit my motif as as a rapper but it definitely fit the motif of what i was listening to how i dressed sort of my sensibilities i think right like it wasn't yeah. It wasn't like some some glamorized street shit. It wasn't some like super pimp shit. It was just some regular twenty something year old dude rapping shit. Yeah, right. Like yeah. even look how they dress. It's like jeans, sneakers, and a crew neck sweatshirt with a with a cap. And and we always <laughs> like, if you look I'm, at any pictures. Not to date you, Alaska, but like you were a little more advanced than ninety four, ninety five. I was just like finishing high school going to college and you were yeah yeah i was i was had to be, you were i in, was in, in college and i was buying your music doing shows yeah yeah like yeah so i definitely would see where you so, would see some of these acts as like kinship and i would see them as like you know a few years older than me type shit yeah so so yeah i mean i i related to these i didn't i didn't check them but they definitely fit my sensibilities at the time and the fuck is that z he's going over you got a flat tire or something 
No, he's going over like what? the um he's going over the, the uh, my bad. I'm mute seams. myself. Yeah. They have the seams in the road. I'm, I'm mute myself. Okay. You never, yeah. you never watched the movie yeah. Sneakers? Remember Sneakers? Yeah, yeah, man, with the bumps. Yeah, right. so, and Whistler would party. remember that's going over the bridge and you hear the to-do, yeah. So I'm like, and I also get scared when I'm driving. So I just notice when it's a different road and then the, you know, yeah, when you hit that different road. Yeah, so I'm always good sound design. Yeah. Yeah. I always think I have a flat tire. So I'm on those roads. I know. It makes you like, what's going on with my shit? Yeah. And sometimes it's just uh, all right. So, so do we think that this is a secret success, uh, lost gem, or strictly a relic of backpack rap in 2023? Castro, what do you think? I, I, I think this is a relic. I, I think yeah. this is a relic. Okay. There's, there's, there's a byproduct of this is what labels were signing and putting out back then. Again, this is one mm-hmm. of those first ofs. You see, I, I mentioned a few acts that clearly took from them, like directly. You know what I'm saying? And they were the first to try to do a bunch of these things that have been done. And so I would say it a relic, but not in a negative sense, in the sense that they were like, you know, maybe the first to do a few of these things. And then maybe another act took a few of those things that worked from them and got with another label. That's what it feels like, you know, because it was one and done. Word. You know and so I think. Okay. Not 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 to diss them or say anything about them if they listen in, but like maybe there were people that picked their at their bones of creativity and, and, and further went on. So I would say relevant. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And, and you were saying you think that they're a classic. Oh uh, I think it's a or, huge success. I, I think it's okay. Very much secret success because it's it's I love finding things from this era that haven't been dissected essays, books, documentaries. I love this shit. Like, I love when you can still find things from this time that isn't like, oh, 90s raps. We all know that. Um, <laughs> this, this this feels like when, when you go digging for samples and you find a record and you're like, yo, this shit is so hot. I don't even want to, like, I just want to enjoy it. I don't want to sample it. I don't want to take anything. I just want to be a fan. And that's how I felt about this joint. Like if I if I'm ever out in a record store and I see it, I'm just hopping it immediately. This is this is some shit I wouldn't want to own. Because it's like it's still fun to find new things from the time where you're like, I know that inside out. I know these type of records, I know these type of samples, breakbeats, rap styles, record labels, and to still catch something fresh is to me really invaluable. So I would say it's a secret success for that. Okay. Um, I'm going to go somewhere in the, in between the two of you. Like, I, I think it's a really good record. Um, I would say it's like a lost gem. That's like an artifact though. Like it's something like Indiana Jones will be looking for. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like it, it's a jewel that you need to put into something to make something else work. But, um, yeah, yeah. I, I have no, no beef with this record, but I think Castro is right. Like, it is a relic of its time. Like it doesn't translate well to now, mm. but if it again, like the 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 cat sort of the category that I've been looking at as far as whether something is good or not is if it came on now in a mix, like in an old school hour on the radio, nobody'd be like, "Oh, what the fuck is that?" Right? Right. right. It would be like people would be like, "Oh, that's dope." Like, or they just wouldn't even bat an eye eyelash at it. So to me, like right. that's where I was. All right. 
Speaking of which, so, I so saw let's take a, our first. Oh, sorry. Let's take, let's take our first break. But I saw the clips of the '50s Grammy section of uh, '50 50 hip hop. They 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 did for the yeah. Grammys a couple of days back, and it really like I don't care what anybody says or how corny or whatever. Like I was getting misty eye. They did like hell yeah. A black sheep was there, and long was there. They yeah, did the daylight section. Dope. Your man Quali was on there. He did a goodbye. Mm. Very cool. They did um, Very cool. Arrested Development, came up there, did wow. that shit. Um, Everyday People, um, Queen, Latifah, Queen Latifah jumped up there. I can't remember exactly what she did, but I was just looking at, oh, and then of course, the uh, Rebirth of Slick, um, they were up there. Farside jumped up there and did, um, I think, Passing Me By, and I was trying to count, I think it was four of them. But wait, like, wait, just, wait, wait, are you telling me, wait, 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 are you telling me Farside didn't do um, Running? Or drop. Oh, would you by Jay just stop? Stop it right now. <laughs> it's in their actual smash signals. People have loved for thirty stop. years, not pretending to like it. Would in the last stop. ten years. Would you just stop yourself? <laughs> Yo, go crash. join our Patreon to hear me in Alaska go crazy on the D dot versus Dylan thing. Hey, just that's a plug. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. All right, we'll hit our first break. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. Stacking Chips, the new album, from me, Zolaraka, and Jason Griff. It's available every place you want to get some motherfucking bangers for the car, for the gym, to annoy your kids. However you like to get down with new banging indie rap music, we got you. Stacking Chips, hosted by our good friend, Laura Jones, a.k.a. Scorsese. Stacking Chips on records. Crushing every single enemy. The album features everybody we know, everybody who's dope in the world from Def C to Shrapnel to Zero Star to Solar Fire to Ace Cannon, Sketch 185, Milk, Alaska, Jesse, Andrew, and Alex Ludovico. Woo! Incredible. Grab the tape, grab the CD in the wooden box with the unbelievable design by Philly graffiti legend Devon. Available at insubordinaterecords.com. Long live Scorsese. All right, we're back. So we're going to jump into this next record. It's a record that's actually Man, never come out. They did re-release it, I think, or they released it for the first time a couple years back on vinyl. Yes. Um, and you can find it on YouTube. Maybe we'll put the links in the in the in the description, the show notes, yeah. so you could you could listen to it yourself. But it's from a group called World Renown. The greatest group that never well, was. <laughs> so World Renown dropped a couple of really good singles back in like 95, I think it was. Yes. Um, they had two singles that came out. I think Come one was like, ride. Come Take a Ride. And, um, and the other one was... Uh, was how it How Nice, nice Am I? How, how Nice I Am. How Nice I Am. Yeah, like the, um, yeah so the, those were the two singles. Example. Yes. So let me tell y'all something, ladies and gentlemen. This is is how it goes. So back in the day, they had dropped the um, video for Come Take a Ride and the video for Mm -hmm. Cooley High by um, Camp Low around the same time. Yes. And I remember it because I was on the hunt. This is these are two groups and songs that I was like, when is the album coming? Asking somebody every other day, anybody asking, calling in to anything to ask every other day for weeks and weeks and months and months. And I remember because this is when they would drop things a year, maybe even two years. I think Cooley High came out two years before Uptown Side and I even dropped. And I'm pretty sure that uh, World Renown, they didn't drop anything. 
So I remember being like addicted to like staying up late and the video would come on and come take a ride. I had the Jeep and I would be like half sleep and wake up and see the video. And then how nice I am has the classic fight line. So I was so hypnotized by this group. It was no joke. Now, Camp Low came to fruition and actually dropped. And I was so happy for that. But the world renowned was the same type of thing where they had a single out. There was there was all these occasions where we didn't know anything about red tape or why something didn't come out or whatever. We just waiting for it. We were just anticipatory yeah. animals and stuff. We were just waiting and waiting and waiting. And so you're waiting. All you could do is maybe call down to the record shop at this at this time. It's in the nineties. You know, you could call down there and ask them if something come out, or you can go to uh, Tower Records and then look at the wall of the coming soons and then they might go like three four weeks ahead of time or you look in the magazines there was a lot of this big magazine culture magazine culture had a lot of yep. coming soons uh, uh record label lineups when things were dropping and stuff like that and so world renown was like not a holy grail but like where in the world is mark is carmen san diego like I always felt like they were out yes. of grasp because here's the thing last and see, when I would watch it and I would be half asleep and catch up, I would catch the end of the video and I would miss it. And you know how back in the day, video channels were four hours, video shows were like three, four hours long. The H1 had one, Rap City was like three hours and they weren't going to play another video, a video twice. So if you missed it, like you missed it until like next week or whatever. And so that, yeah. that, that was my love affair with this, with this group. And then when I saw they re-released the album a couple of years back, I, I'm a sucker. I didn't, I didn't order it. Um, I'm on a fixed income, ladies and gentlemen. So I didn't get it. But yeah, yeah, I, I really love this group. Big time. Looking forward to them. But I also attached them to my same love that I have for Camp Low with Cooley High Drop by itself. It's like one of those single, <clears throat> like I was like Hansel and Gretel. These are the breadcrumbs leading me to the gingerbread house. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I was just following the, following the, crumbs following the crumbs and i just couldn't wait and they never came out yep. yeah and I, one thing I, i'll always relate to this group is heli hansen jackets ah because they had the they had the dope heli hansen jackets in the video they're like one of the first groups to really be rocking them hard too they did they did heli hansen you took me back yo <laughs> i never yeah. enjoyed them joints it was so much no, fashion that you was a New Yorker. It was aspirational. Yeah, aspirational. So there's a lot of fashion. And this is not no cliche old of the drug dealers, whatever. There was certain cats that might have had a piece here, a piece there. And some of them were like walking museums. Like you would see them on them, but you never, you can't afford that shit. You didn't get your, you know, nobody. You couldn't know. afford it, yeah. 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 And then like, you know, you would have a friend that would get one and they would just wear it until it was filthy. Oh, until it was like dust. <laughs> I remember I until knew somebody like, with an eight ball jacket. He wore the hell out that joint. They yeah. started having scuffs. The yellow was yellowing. Yeah, he was. Oh, yeah. Yes. Got, yeah. My friend Brian had yeah. the yellow. But your, the yellow um, Hansen jacket your parents almost like, make you do like that because, oh, you're going to get this whatever $300 worth out of this joint. Like, you're going to yep. wear it. And you're oh, going yeah. to wear it a lot. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, like, you, gonna, you know what? You know what product would have been great back then would be OxyClean. Just soak that shit, get all yeah. the stains out. But back then, it was like you just had to. No, it was dry clean central. It was like, it was like, there was. You used to put stuff in clothing bags back then. You used to follow like weird instructions with mothballs and like yep. seriously, like that's how oh, you yeah. used to preserve your stuff. Yeah. Dry cleaning. But again, you're a kid. You're 16, you're 17, 18. Yeah. You're not dry cleaning your clothes every week. You got to go to the laundromat. You just toss it in with right. everything else sometimes. Like, what are you talking about? If you didn't. Yeah. I, I didn't remember, like, yeah. Go ahead, Lash. 
dudes used to like iron their t-shirts and shit yeah, not realizing yeah. that's bad Starch. for a t-shirt yep like exactly yeah. exactly separating <laughs> clothes is actually important i remember when i got to college i was like man fuck the i remember my one big defiance like man I ain't separate shit in the world my mom used to make me separate and sit in a room with big piles of clothes yeah. and white and colored when i got to college i threw everything in there yo fucked up half my shit yo but <laughs> yep, you sure did. I did. <laughs> but it was it was the rebel in me, you know what I'm saying? I was rebelling and throwing out pink clothes. Definitely. <laughs> Get mad pink socks now. In you know bed pink socks. Um I I never so he- knew of world renowned, didn't know shit. Again, really? until this week. I, wow, I've known of them because Cast because Castro talked about them a few times in the past, and I maybe have We lost you. Oh, we lost Z. We lost um, You must be driving to a certain So I'll jump in and let him him come back in. Yeah. Um, my experience with him was similar to yours. It was like the singles were really dope. Yeah. Um, I remember I had like a, a sticker on my door. Yeah. That I got from Fat Beats with that logo, the sort of like diamond shaped logo, or yeah. like it kind of looks like Emerald Nuts. Like it looks like the logo for Emerald look, look, Nuts. Look, look, yes, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, for the Emerald, uh, the uh, cashews and uh, yeah, yep, yep, um, yep, with the tin, with the uh, yeah, so tin. that was my experience. It was like a, a group that came was really dope and then just never heard from again. I mean, momentum um, was so I important just, back then, like that would work, it was, know? yeah, but like all right. I remember you said in the thread that you know the album kind of boring to you, whatever, but my thing was. You could get by with three or four songs and a oh, filler yeah. album. You know, oh, you get to the yeah. second record and the third record, especially back then in the in the nineties yeah. and stuff like that. I and mean, yeah. think about we did the um oh my god, what's the name of the group? When the East is oh we did the Blase Blah. Blase Blah got a full yeah, record. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Same time. Yep. Yep. Full and record out. This right. was much better than that record. Yeah, but that's and the singles one, were single much one. better. Yeah, but that that yeah, but that yeah. That's why I was always called. That's why I call them the, the greatest group that never was because they had the momentum because the two yeah. singles were so rocking. Again, I go back to the old adage. Yeah. Yes, Q-Tip was the greatest in Tribe, but who had the quotables? Fife. Fife yeah, had exactly. the quotables. So when they sample, and there's a funky yeah. introduction of how nice I am. And like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? That was a hook. Um, This is also the strength and the power of K-Def. Give the man his flowers. K-Def. Has Love been very K-Dub. instrumental yeah. in our hip hop history up from the past Love. up until the present. You've listened to his beats, so the, you've rocked to his songs, and this yep. is an example of that. So right. the rappers, one of them is K Def's cousin, and one of them is Marley Marl's cousin. Okay, so there's ah, nepotism. Ne- nepotism. Nepo baby. Nepos. Definitely some nepotism there, yeah. Seven Sean was... and fucking face McGace, whatever his name is. What's the, what's the name of the MCs? <laughs> So it's uh, John Seven Doe and Seven Sean and John Doe. Seven Sean and John Doe. Yeah, but I still haven't found out why it got shelved. Like that's the thing I'm still trying to figure out. Because they had, like, they had. You guys killed... hear me? Yeah, we can. Yeah, yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, we can. Okay, man. So here's here's my thing. Here's here's my guess. Um, so around this time as well, and what year did Trump ninety or the singles ninety five? Is that when they came out? Yeah, ninety five. Yeah. Yeah, ninety five. Okay, my my guess is there's another K Def produced group that bricks real live, mm-hmm. and oh, they I actually came out. It. Yeah, and so to me, when I listen to this <laughs> album again, I never heard them before. They seem like real live to me. Where I'm like, ah, uh, 
you guys are like quadruple A baseball players where you're like, you're too good to be in the minors, but you're not good enough to be an everyday player. Like that's where I looked at them as rappers. Like the one dude sounds, there's like elements of Mike Geronimo and CL smooth a lot when I hear these dudes rhyme, but, and here, and, but no one stands out enough when I listen to it to be like, oh man, what the fuck? Why didn't this take off? But here, that, here, here's like a practice in perspective. So we, we know that they're kin of Marley Marl and K-Def, but that was the same setup, Z, as Wu-Tang's affiliates. A lot of them were cousins, yeah. little uh, brothers. Oh, yeah. and, yep. and now they were allowed, which I think was brilliant by Wu-Tang, to like, yo, you got to come up with something wholly unique. You cannot be little this, yep. young that. That's right. not going to work. So get you, get get whatever right. crew up. Like, get what, you know, they did. Yep. You know, people started partnering up, Killer Army and Sons yep. of Man and stuff, and come up with something. We'll syndicate, Sons and, of Man. And, yeah. we'll, and we'll put you out. But there was, uh, Remy, yep. you have to be wholly unique. And I think Singular, that's yeah. we're looking at. When we look at when we were looking at this, we're wondering, is this a copy of a copy or you sound like your cousin or like, you know what I'm saying? But like, yeah. I remember I told you, I still was like, when Dell is Ice Cube's cousin, that does something to the chemicals in my brain. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it, it couldn't be too many, too disparate. And so, like I said, it's yeah. respectful. So like with the Wu affiliates, they made that work. We found out later right. who was related to who or whatever like that, but we didn't, you know, except right. yeah. Second Assassin and Old Dirty. Okay, that's clearly, right. so, <laughs> you know, they're kid. Yeah, but go ahead. Sorry. So World Renowned, they said that they likely got dropped because of a bad source review. And I pulled up the source Ooh. review. And the source review was so, three and a half mics. So Three and a half mics. So three and a half mics is usually a good review, but... It has to yeah, go with let's, some, let's like... Take a look at it. It has to go with like maybe right, some right. near gold sales for the three and a half to work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can't just have so they three said, and a half. Good. World renowned generally means widespread fame or being a celebrity throughout the world. Will the goal of acquiring world fame be fulfilled by the the release of this album? I don't think so. Don't get me wrong. The album wow. is definitely not to be slept on. It should make a sufficient amount of noise due to the number of cuts that could be hit singles. But as a complete package, the album begins to fade at the halfway mark. The album's saving yeah. graces are its possible classics dimensions. Outstanding cuts such as How Nice I Am and Take a Ride hypnotically draw you into the quest to become world-renowned. How Nice Am I utilizes funky melodic keys uh, and uh, that come grand piano style over a swinging beat and some hard-ass snare. The hook uses Fife's line, now here's a funky introduction of How Nice I Am, uh, parallel with the Yeah loop uh, for the JB's classic, Give Me Some More. The result is an instant flavor in your ear. Take a Ride, on the other hand, possesses a relaxing, chill rhythm that makes you want to get up and dance. It may sound contradicting, but it's true. The smooth funk has orchestral hip-hop flavor that relaxes and moves you as the violins mesh with the groove-enhanced funk a la Love Orchestra meets Breakbeats. Side A's remaining cuts show a state of mind with this minimal yet funky chiming track and world-renowned, which possesses a a patterning of uh, horn layered over a sinister bass line, makes Side A a near-classic. Now, by no means is side B trash, garbage, or any other far-reaching epithet. It just didn't measure up to the album's first half. Yes, there are some some, some strong songs like Real MCs and Easy on the Tweeter, uh, but the level of quality declines. Uh, it's like you're, you're expecting to go all the way, and you only end up getting a passionate tongue kiss. Stimulating, but not fulfilling. <laughs> all right, yo, let's play, play definition of an MC. Let's go to ask a K. Okay, which... There it is, right there. Twelve... Forty-seven. You can yeah. just click on the um, timestamp; it'll take you right there. You can just click on the. Oh, really? Okay, I didn't yeah. realize that. Yeah. 
Look at me learning some some new stuff on YouTube. Is that too loud? You know, like Daylob ripped them off. Yeah. See what I'm saying? These these are like the first time these hip hop uh, aesthetics are carried out. Even this sample. Yeah. Acts afterwards use this sample. And these cats are from where they from? They from LA too? Yeah, they're from Queensbridge. Yeah. They're from Queensbridge. This dude sounds a lot like CL. Like who? That's what I said, yeah. yeah. CL. CL Smooth. CL. CL. And the first guy is like Geronimo. Now mind you, all of these artists are out at the same time, so they sound like each other or their version of their style. Yeah. Daylon really stole this whole shit for Super MCs, bro. They stole that whole yeah. shit. Kind of wild. So, you know, like, I, I think there was potential, but that's ill to think that the review came out before the record and they shelled the record. That's that. Oh, yeah. It's like I realized when um when I when I asked when you see a bad movie and you're like, yo, didn't they know how bad this was halfway through the filming or whatever like that? But to make back that investment, they have to release it. Hello, guys. Welcome back. Money. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to make that yeah. type of money back with a shelled record. Shelled record. Yeah. Make money, right. You know yeah. I'm so it's pretty interesting. That didn't this Castro didn't, didn't yeah. um Soul on Ice get three mics? They put that um, out. It did not get a. It did not get a good review. Right. They put it's that not out. That's all. No, but that had. I, I, I mean, power it's definitely flawed. Yeah. But yeah, it's flawed. But it's it's just I just I just never heard that. But I mean, we come we again we don't we we don't find out the vaults till later on with the archives like how much stuff was shelved. We hear about yeah yeah or you know you know you know might have happened it might have been like a regime change at the label where whoever signed and believed yeah could very well be they're gone yeah the A and R left yeah we said that um you hopped on Z we were talking about like um. You know, there was divisions for these type of acts back in the nineties. Right. Yep. Yep. And once, yeah, and once these these um things became conglomerates, Alaska was saying, they wiped those divisions out. And now whoever was yeah. championing your stuff, they're gone. And they don't and the people yeah. that are left don't care to to wits about it. You're not making them any right. money. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's like it's like when a a team gets rid of the head coach and the GM, they're like, All right, I didn't draft that guy. Yep. It doesn't matter to me. Yep. 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 Yeah. There we go. Right. Yeah, I don't know. So, I mean, go ahead, Z. Sorry, go ahead. No, I, I got nothing. I'm sorry. Okay. So, the question is like, so, so, yeah. So, I mean, we kind of tackled the first one, right? Like, how familiar were we with this? I think we kind of tackled it. Z, I don't know if you gave your, you kind of faded out before you were able to give your two cents. Yeah, you. Oh, I was just, yeah, I was just saying, I, I never, yeah, I never heard of them, never knew of them. I only knew the name from Castro talking about them, and then maybe seeing their name on credits for K Def. Um, Did you know the singles guys, at all? Did you know the singles at all? No, I never. 
No, because what's the name? Didn't um, didn't Gangstar use the same fife shit on uh? Yeah. They used it too. Here's a funky ah. introduction of how I think. Yeah. So it's like I don't know. Yeah. It was just like to me, they're just like copies of copies of copies when I listen to it. Where I want to love it, but I said like the first guy, I'm like, okay, he sounds like Mike Geronimo. This dude sounds like CL. And then the beats are like, yeah. like e- even the review saying "Love Unlimited Orchestra." Like K. Def was sampling them for fucking real life. Their first song they had was this "Love." Un- it was a, so. I just felt like it was like everything was. Uh, I don't know. Like the, the fact that they had singles people liked, and they never had an album is fucking confounding. Because you would think, okay, if you got two yeah. in the chamber, you're already playing. Like all city had one single, and the rest of yeah, the you're shit playing was with trash. house money. When you got right. successful, like, yeah, like uh, I don't know, it, it blew my mind that, like, I, when he, I was even texting you guys, I'm like, is there another way for me to listen to this album? Like, it's low, low quality YouTube rips. Like, this is fucking crazy, for you know, a, yes. an album that was on a major at one point. But yeah, I, I do wish they would have came out. I think, I think if I would have checked them at the time and got onto the record, I, I would, you know, have have a strong affinity for it. But like listening to it now. I see the the flaws in it. Sadly, even though I like the pieces separately, I I, I love like Geronimo and CL Smooth and K Def, but for like the and the singles yes. are they're definitely cool, but the album, like I said, you got all of these guys, they they couldn't carry an album back then. Maybe if they would have had more bites of the apple, it would have paid off, but they got they got cut short, which sucks. Yeah, they definitely. Yeah, that's it. Well, I don't know the album. Oh. All right, let's go I, to the next I, question. Yeah, that... I, I I liked it. I know Alaska, you know, but hindsight is twenty twenty in the sense that like what 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 Zilla's saying, like if you heard them first before the other artists that you end up liking, yeah, would you have liked them first? You know what I'm saying? Like just in right. terms of the um order yeah. of exposure. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, oh, I, I bumped into Royal Flush and my Geronimo first. So you know me, I always tell you about the right. equation when I start seeing similar artists, a group of them five, I'm gonna pick one. One gotta go. You know what I'm yep. saying? Yeah, I'm gonna pick one or two, and right. then the rest I'm gonna put in. You know, in other categories. But yeah. So, so, what did you guys think of like their styles and their choices? How do you identify with that at all? Um, again, I think this is another example of a. Uh, uh, well, the album didn't drop, but this is an example of a group doing some of those things for the first time. Certain samples, certain hook styles. So I right. think I think the label. Um, played themselves i think with those singles they could have dropped the record and sold some copies and then like zilla saying then let them get another bite at the apple because people have got deals for less and the video is already cracking so that that work was already done and that was the typical formula back then if a single goes then you get another single they have two they have one video two singles drop the album we hypnotize we only know two songs we're gonna buy them Mm -hmm. we're gonna talk to each other yep and we're gonna make yep. our decisions, but that definitely, I think they could have approached gold because it, it it's definitely the formula of successful hip hop back then. It, it it fits all yeah. the criteria. So yeah. Where, where where did the singles chart? Can you look? Is that available anywhere to see where they actually hit? Let's see. I'd be curious to see what their numbers were. I I just can't believe they, um, they put out two singles that were well received. But it seemed like that source articles was. The source article at least is bigging them up, being like, right, singles are but, crazy. But the, the, First the, half the of the label, album is crazy. The label did not like how that. Would they have that on? Would they have that on? 
disc odds where it would chart it. Probably not. Just with, they, I mean, I've only ever they seen don't have information a on Wikipedia. Yeah, they don't have a wiki. Uh, yeah, they don't have a wiki. Yeah. Okay, maybe last Yeah, I, I, I would care. Cool. Maybe. I don't know how they do their credits. Or like billboard, like billboard, actual billboard sites might have it if you go to billboard, but I don't know. Yeah. I'm just, I'm curious. If it was like a top 20 rap single, I can't, I can't fathom why a review where you get three and a half mics is what kills the record. Like that's it's the type of three and a half mics it got. It didn't get the, it didn't get a yeah. three and a half mics. It got like the backhanded compliment three and a half mics. Like it's good, but sure. like remember it said, I'm not saying that the side B is trash, but, but I am. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, I, I, okay. So I, I would be curious. I would be curious. Like for me as a consumer back then, reading the source religiously, three and a half was a cutoff. Anything under three, I would not even considering buying ever. I would never touch a record under three and a half. So if it was like that, yeah. I never bought the Razkaz record. I was like three mics. Nope, you're not getting my money. Right. And then later I liked Razkaz and went back, but. So for me, I'm like, if it was three and a half, I would have bought it. I didn't care what the, you know, I'd be like, okay, thanks. Here's $15. Thank you. But uh, I, I, I also what... was in the practice of buying multiple magazines back then. So I know I didn't just follow what the source said. I would look right. at rap pages oh, yeah. and say. Or, or well, let's, well, let's see if they had like. Any other reviews favorable? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I would, you know, especially oh, when I'm trying uh, to figure out something right. I didn't know. I would take a couple of right. influences and because I would buy in all those magazines, buy all right. that shit at the same time. So right. I would look around, but uh, I I know I would go to the source and flip through first. What's the hip hop quotable? You know what what are the, some of the mic situations? Definitely before it got corrupted. Um, I yeah. I, I can agree with y'all. I was XXL out in two thousand or in ninety four? Uh, XXL was I think out XXL then, right? started like maybe twenty twenty tens. Or is it twenty maybe mid two thousands? Because it came out, but it like, okay, source yeah. had like source had like at least ten years on it on XXL. Yeah, and then XXL yeah, started I can't doing find any more reviews on it. Yeah, so it's just interesting. I'm I missed the magazine era. It, it was very it was yeah. a lot of good journalism in there. Um, unsigned hype was was really prophetic. A lot of those cats went on to do great things. Yeah, on on the low, I kind of just missed gatekeepers. <laughs> <laughs> oh we're I know we're not supposed to but you know <laughs> I feel like there there needs to be some sort of um, filter not everybody gets control. on this ride yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. you know what it's too a, a, gate, a gatekeeper slamming a gate in your face puts you at a, at, a, at a crossroads like do I want to go even harder to prove them wrong or do I fall apart and collapse it does. Exactly. Like, everyone's in everyone's in you're in yeah, you don't right, really so have to we, figure things out. We we see your point and and and, and raise your possibility. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, the gatekeeper should obviously be somebody that knows what the fuck they're talking about, which isn't always the case when you have a gatekeeper. But, um, right. you know, Benzino shouldn't be your gatekeeper. No, not at all. But back then, there was a lot yeah. more <laughs> scholars or what you would call what did they call people? Uh, yeah. Authorities, so-called authorities on hip hop back then. I feel like it was a yeah. Little yeah. back in the day. Yeah, now it's Fantano. The world's busiest rap. Fantano. Whatever. Yeah, he yeah, it would be him and Nardwar. Six minute squabble. 
I still don't understand Nardwar. And I watched it a couple of times with his uh, deep research. I think that's pretty clever, like the, how deep he goes on the artist. Yeah. You know, pause, how deep he goes on the artist. Uh, pause, <laughs> that's crazy. But um, yeah, I, I don't, I, look, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm really serious. Like I was talking to somebody the other day about this. I'm not for the silly dummy character. I, I didn't like, like Waldo and Family Matters. Or um, certain like certain dummy characters they've had over time in different sitcoms. The guy is just like, duh, I don't, I don't like those characters. And they make something difficult because they knock something over. They're not paying attention. I don't like all of that. So, right. Yeah. I'm not like, a fan what, of what was the dude on Growing Pains? Uh, Boner Simone. Remember him? Boner. 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 Yeah, like, I remember he he went he went missing and died in real life. You know that story? He killed himself. Oh wow! I didn't know <laughs> he that. was gone. That's crazy. Like, yeah, like, yeah I just, I just uh, but remember, like, all right, even on Parker Lewis, his Parker dad was Chekhov on Star Trek. Yeah, and then um, yeah. what was the character? Coop, Coop, Kubiak. Coop, yeah, Kubiak. Coop. He yep. just grunts. Yeah. I, I, I never really liked those characters, y'all. I didn't like people that played dumb. So, yeah, well they, well, they were all like one note. They were one note guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just like, and, but it's kind of relief the camera pans fucking, to them, and they just do something silly. I'll never forget Waldo on Family Matters when he's like. Um, you got, you want to, you told her, I was like, you want to go to a movie? She's like, he's, she's like, yeah, what do you want to say? He's like, I was thinking about seeing Jifk. She's like, JFK? He's like, no, Jifk. I know how to spell. Yeah, just, <laughs> Waldo. that's stuff that, that, that humor just goes. Oh my God. Waldo. Or there was like the, was it, the Sasha, Mi- Sasha Mitchell character. That, that character, like when he was living in the yeah. van. Yeah, he was living in the yeah. van and he was, he was helping yeah, he was like the a housekeeper. Karate like master. He, he, he took over all the, the Van Damme fucking franchises. Yeah, but he was like a dullard. Yeah. He was a dullard on that show. Was that Step Cody. by Step? Yeah. Cody. Step yeah. By step. Cody. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, there's, a, there's an episode where like... He fights off a whole game. The younger sister... Yeah, the younger sister sneaks into a bar and then he has to beat up like the whole motorcycle goes, gang. Yeah. And, and he like Patrick does these avoidance moves. He like does these side steps. And he goes, oh, yeah. I don't like that shit at all. <laughs> Cody. Yeah, I, I cracked his clavicle. Yeah. <laughs> and everything is like so wondrous. Oh I'm just... You know, one with the nature, so I can trip you and break your face. Like, get out of here! <laughs> one with the nature. That's, that's he was like, he, he was like dumb Yoda. Yeah, that's how they reacted. So, when it comes out when it comes time to it, they're like super zen and they can levitate and shit. But before he that, was like, he was like Bill and Ted. He was like Bill and Ted as one guy. It's like, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. I wash yeah. the dishes and sleep in my van. Be excellent. Be excellent to each other. And yeah. then I'm gonna have a weird relationship <laughs> with the daughter in the show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> statutory rape is funny as if how, I'm a dullard. Oh, dude, how, how many kick, how many kickboxer movies did he do? The actual, the actual movie kickboxer. Oh, the actual movie kickboxer. <laughs> he did like four. Probably he four. he had to have done three or four. He had done on four. He took yeah. over all. He was like he was also the, he was also he, he did a he did a, um one of the substitutes. He was one of the um. He's one, of, <laughs> he's one of the teachers. He, they did an episode with him. Yeah, he's like, I think he's uh, a robot. He was an elf. Word? Sasha Mitchell? Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. They just I just saw it in like his uh, his collection. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just going through his stuff. He was on ER, NYPD Blue. Yeah, he started making oh, yeah. He started making it. Yeah. I think he's been in a couple things as people's father because he's older now. You know what I mean? I think he did. So he's Kickboxer 2, 3, and 4. Yep. Class of nineteen ninety nine substitute. There it is. Substitute class of ninety nine. What class of nineteen ninety nine? Part two, right? Yeah, the substitute. Yep. Oh, this 
this this is taking me back to our roots, like our first twenty episodes right here. All of this talk. Yeah, it is. So yeah, what the fuck did he do in Elf? Why were they showing me Elf? Oh, it's the best of the holidays. It didn't have anything to do with him. Never mind. Uh, yeah. Wow. He was he was like the treat Williams. He had a movie. The man damn Steven Seagal. Look at this run of movies. I'm gonna hit you with right here. No, no date on it, but Cyborg Nemesis, the Dark Rift, playing yeah, a corporal role. In. Cyborg. Wow. Smoke-filled lungs. He plays Peter and Assassin X. He plays Blade. Weird. God. So he took over Cyborg and Kickboxer from Van Damme. Yeah. Unbelievable. He's like the release pitcher. He's like the Van Damme righty coming out the pen. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Jesus. Mitchell. He played Cody Lambert on Step by Step. Cody. Yep. Yeah, what, what a career. What a run. Yeah. He, played, he was in Spike of Bensonhurst. He played Spike Fumo. I don't know what that is. I've never uh, I remember the name. I never saw it, but Spike of Bensonhurst. That sure he's like a Spike Fumo was an Italian kid aspiring to be a boxer. Oh, he's and he falls in love with a rich girl. Benson Hurst. Benson Hurst. Benson Hurst. <laughs> oh, my God. Sure All right. Are you ready for this? Yes. Yeah. Though the rich girl turns out to be the daughter of a mafia boss. Ooh. Spike is then threatened oh. to leave Benson Hurst and goes to a poverty-stricken Puerto Rican part of the world. <laughs> <laughs> Poverty stricken. All right. He learns, he learns about breakdancing. He learns about breakdancing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> From crazy Jesus life. Christ. <laughs> Ernest Borgnine <laughs> is the model. What? What year is Documenting. this? Could... This came out in 94. Oh, no, sorry, 88. Oh. Yeah, this is in the trenches. We got Borgnine money. Deep in the trenches. Yeah, we're going deep. All right, let's get back to this. Um, so, so for this record, are we seeing it as a secret success or a lost gem or strictly a relic of backpack rap? A definitive secret success, lost gem. As clearly <laughs> stated in the minutes before, they had the makeup and the blueprint of what you can at least fool the general public into oh this is a successful record let's get it singles are already <laughs> cracking people would have bought it but for some reason source uh review being one of the reasons we found that during our research and study the label said nah and shelved it now it's recently released so go ahead and support that and you let us know ladies and gentlemen what y'all think but that's mine all right z what do you think uh I would go relic. I don't think it. Uh, I don't think it holds up very well. And I think, sadly, the. I think. I, I wish they they could have dropped so that the MCs could have got like seven, they, seven Sean and John Doe. I think. Yeah. I, I would want them to get more seasoning, and find a little more oomph because I feel like they don't. When I'm listening to them, I kept waiting for something to stick out. And it never did, and the record ended. I was like, nah. <laughs> but I think, I think the, I think they're not terrible. I think the individual parts were there to do something cool. I think 
Uh, but like I said before, like they just felt like quadruple A major league players. Like they were, they were definitely good enough to be in the mix, but not really good enough to stand out on a major. But like if they were on fat beats, fuck yeah. You know what I mean? I would be like, okay, I would, I would have adjusted my expectations accordingly. Um, but I would yeah. be curious if they had more vaulted shit to put out and, or maybe they picked it up and like they're still making shit. I would be curious to hear that. I would definitely give them a more chance. Hmm. Okay. I I would say, yeah, I think it, it's a relic. Um, but I, I feel what you're saying. Like I feel like if they dropped the first half as an EP, it could have given them the time like they had with Pete Rock and CL Smooth, where they dropped the Creator EP. Yeah, right. To give you a taste of something and let them go back and refine it a little bit more. Yeah, good call. But the public was much more yeah. akin to taking EPs and then buying the LP version, like that yeah. Slum Village, you know, um, Eminem. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. People, right. Were, yeah. Uh, the the Mob Deep uh, demos. People were cool with right. like hearing these songs years ahead of time, and then buying them later on the full run. And like and and these guys yes. weren't. I mean, from my recollection, even going through all the mixtape books and all the mix, like they didn't have a. We, neither one of these groups had like a mixtape present. But I'm pretty sure that this single, like the how nice I am, it's it is undeniable. It's a very fucking banging. I'm like I don't know why. It just blows my mind like that. How you know Ill Allen Scratch, how where the homies. And got yeah. to come out, and these guys didn't get to come out. I don't get yeah, it. Certain things like, I don't think they're yeah. that much better than Ill Al Scratch. Right, right, right. No, Ill Scratch is much, much worse. They're not that much worse. <laughs> no, but I'm saying, like, not like, um, what I, no, what I'm saying is, like, yeah, I mean, I mean, like, the style and voice, but it's not like they, they could at least make singles where I'm like, okay, that's your thing. You guys are singles yeah. guys. Like, Ill Al Scratch album, I don't, I never really checked Pete the album. You know what I mean? But, like, oh, the, bangs. Yeah, it, it, okay. I need to. I, I I need to fuck with it then. Yeah, because I always look at them as singles guys. The same way I would look at these dudes as singles guys. But so, I would like to hear more singles. I, I would want to just hear more. Yeah. Yeah. So I I was just looking at Mike Geronimo to see what the Natural did in sales, and I can't find it. I can find where it charted, but I can't find sales. And I'm thinking like if Mike Geronimo didn't sell that much, which I don't think he didn't go gold even. No, he didn't go gold. I think he probably got so, lost in the no man's land, like right below it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, because it had legs. But he, I mean, he yeah, had the second record, but it did. He did not get a gold certificate. Yeah, yeah, he had a bunch of singles off the first one, remixes yeah. and shit. Yeah, yeah, it had legs. Yeah, but I don't think he did anything. That's what that's what it I'm trying to figure cachet, out. Like, it had cachet too, like all the people that ordered. Yeah, but it, but no, did it? Did it to me is like it's definitely something. But that like, they I can could go have back aspired to, like, to, but if this wasn't selling at the time. I can go back to Royal Flush. That didn't sell that well, but I know people in the hood. Yeah. You know, that's that's a hood classic for most folks. You know what I'm saying? People, a lot yeah. of people. Yeah, but yeah, the singles, same thing. Iced singles out, are yeah, off. And the singles are ringing Worldwide, Iced Out Medallions Iced out down, Worldwide. Yeah. Um, uh, but it, the, um, f- I don't think weak production. I don't think Royal Flush got the same push as like a Mike Geronimo. Mike Geronimo no, had he a didn't. push. No, Royal Flush didn't. He was wearing heavy rotation. He didn't, but he was definitely part of that. like a record. Yeah, if you got this guy and this guy, you're gonna get Royal Flush's joint too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 But it's kind of like McGruff is the same way. Yep. Good point. Oh yeah, love, bro. Good point. Love, bro. Or how many people bought nine CD? Episode. Because you know. 
yeah. N I N E, you know what I'm saying? But like that, that, yeah, N I N E. Love that joke. No, but he had that dope, the first dope single. Uh, they had the um, six million ways to die. Remember that damn uh, Jeep that's all open with just the framing? And oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was it. Hell yeah. yeah. Love that yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good, Eric. All right, all right gentlemen. Due diligence. This is uh, Back Christmas, Christmas episode three. We said in this the in, the, in the thread that this is, uh, um, these are definitely albums of their time for different reasons. Yeah. And, um, it's interesting to see time go by and see what happened. And like Zilla was even realizing that he was playing back. And we were also saying, as we were listening to it, this is where a lot of people got ideas that they use later. Um, stuff yeah. that became staples in their catalogs. They would listen to these two groups and that's where they got some of the ideas. So it's, it's very interesting. Yeah. I mean, look back, you know, it's one of those, I mean, I know like when I look back on stuff that I had done with people in the past that like never dropped, or like you know, like some like old Adams Family stuff that never dropped. I'm like, all right, maybe I'll sprinkle a little bit of that in there. Like if it's oh, like yeah. a good hook or something like that, you know, it's like, yeah, why not? Right. So yeah, and right, shout, you guys got anything you want? To all, real quick, shout shout to all of the listeners because since these episodes have been coming out, like on Patreon, where people at least DMing me or tweeting at us, people have given it a lot of dope intel on some of these things, these groups in art like from chaotix and mass influence and even yeah even a lot a lot of a lot of swollen member stories coming through um which i i can't share publicly but people really helping us fill the blanks from the the, the history and information missing so far on uh on chaotix and uh and mass influence including uh that dj drama was a member of mass influence at one point it's unbelievable yeah so there you go Got everybody doing the knowledge, sharing the knowledge, you know, and it's happening. Appreciate that. Boom. There it is. And yeah, speaking of Patreon, if you if you want to get like exclusive content, get this stuff early. Um, I just actually gave my record away to everybody on our Patreon. So, you know, you get free gifts, you get cool things here and there. So so pop in and, and support the Patreon. What, what record is that? Yeah. Because it's still for uh, the most recent one. I gave uh, Bohemian Grove. Can you tell the people exactly. listening about that? Please and thank you. What's that? Tell the people listening about it. Please and thank you. Yeah, it's a, join the Patreon and get it for free. Well, <laughs> no, it's a, it's a record with myself and Ray West. They yeah. could get it on uh, on our band camp or on my band camp, That Rapper Alaska. And then uh, it is also up on Spotify as well. And the group is Bohemian right. Grove and the album is Satanic Panic. <laughs> thank you, sir. Thank you. It's the bee's knees, ladies Indeed. and gentlemen. So get it while it's hot. Top. What you got? What you got, Zilla? Uh, um, what do I got going on? Nothing on my end. Real, I know we're uh, me and Chong are about to have our phone call to map out the night zone to for twenty twenty four release. Um, Three dollar pistol releases are stacking up. 2024 so we got andrew don't forget me blew us out now on digital uh people were fucking with this sleeping dogs digital and cd still that's cool and grabbing the vinyl i'm not sure there's any left chong chong wizard um and then what else i still got rhino double xl vinyl uh griff still has stack and chips cds and tapes great 
Great soccer stuffers. I gotta be real honest with you guys. They look fucking impeccable. You've never seen shit like that. So if you're on the fence, I would get one for the holidays. Treat yourself or your beloved uh, indie rap fan. And then, uh, yeah, just gearing up for more 2024 products and releases. And I'm ironing those out now. I'll, I'll get more intel when I can. There you go. That's all I got. All right. Thank you. Welcome. What about you, Castro? No, I ain't got that. I'm getting old. <laughs> I ain't okay. got shit. I ain't got shit. Oh, and um, shout out to the to the homie uh, Sean over at uh, the Questions Podcast. He just uh, re-upped yeah. my episode, and uh, he wants to get us all on. Um, you know, he wants to revisit the idea of doing some stuff together. So we need to have Sean That'd back on. Classic material. I gotta re- I gotta re-listen yeah. to um Sean's episode with us on Common, where he was like. He was like, I was uh, quietly attacked and <laughs> surrounded when I was on your guys' show about common. Yeah, he definitely was. Oh, great. Definitely my big fan. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to those dudes. All right, then call out cultist. Another right. episode of Backpack Christmas. Same Shablam time, same Shablam channel. For next week's oh. thrilling continuation of our holiday series, Maybe is this the the continuation? Is this going to be the conclusion once we record next week's? Next week, for sure, that'll probably be the last episode here, right? Yeah, next week will probably be the conclusion of the series. It's a holiday yeah. series, no less. Yeah, and then uh, we'll have a lot of cool new stuff for you in the new year. Yep. Sounds yep. Like All right, then. All right, y'all. Peace. Peace.